Hey everybody, it's Mike Rickon. Thanks for joining us again today for another episode of the Getting to Know podcast. Today, we're joined by my friend and former colleague and now colleague again, the lovely, athletic, kind, smart Monica Howe, our VP of HR for all of our global operations. Monica, thank you for taking the time to join us on the Getting to Know podcast today. Thank you for having me. Excited to have you. I'm, I'm excited to have you on the Getting to Know podcast. I'm excited to have you at Nina. You've been here for how long now? Just under 60 days. Just under 60 days. Now, we should note sometimes there's a delay between recording and when these launch, but we are in the middle of September right now. So Monica started middle July, came to us from, well, tell us a little bit about your background. So most recently, I was working for Mueller Water Products. So they prepare valves and fire hydrants and are also headquartered in um, the Atlanta area. And I was supporting their um, field HR team in all of the um, manufacturing facilities. And I worked with Monica at a version of Newell Rubbermaid or Newell Brands. You spent, uh, what, nearly a decade with that organization. Is that right? That's correct. Just under 10 years at Newell Rubbermaid. And in between Newell and Mueller Water Products, I did a run at Husqvarna and was the VP for North America operations, working with the um, global HR team headquartered in Sweden and supporting a former Newley as well. Old friend and colleague of ours, yep, for sure. So what's your experience been so far in the early days with Nina? Very warm welcome easy to get to know people. People have seemed to be open, um, welcoming. I think it's been a little bit of a challenge for me having to get to know people through, you know, Zoom or WebEx. Definitely somebody who likes to get out and meet people face-to-face. So um, everything has been extremely positive. I would say at the end of the first week, I felt like I had been here for six months. I know you've come in and had a great impact. So we're very happy to have you. What do you think about the business? Now, I guess I I think of you after a decade at Newell and then some time with Husqvarna as having more of that consumer products industry background, which obviously you you more than checked the box there. But you've got a lot of paper in your background, right? Actually, I do. I started out my um, first HR career with a commercial printer located in Canton, Ohio, and was there for almost 12 years. And we printed a lot of books, catalogs, magazines sent them out for distribution, a lot of children's books, and had a good run with them. Um, Unfortunately, after being in business for 53 years, we had a a major customer of ours go um, bankrupt, and that shut us down. I moved from that role into a corporate HR role supporting a company called Graphic Enterprises. We did a lot of merger and acquisition work there, and our primary business was selling equipment such as wide format printers, copiers, fax machines, and then all of the consumables and the service contracts that went along with that. So not a foreign space for me, for sure. Certainly helps the ramp up and and getting you uh, as productive as you've been already. Let's go back to a time, I believe it's in Northeast Ohio, but the very early days of Monica. Talk to me about kind of where you grew up and what life was like uh, early in your life and, and, and pre-career. Okay, so I was born and raised in Masson, Ohio. So for any of you that are um, football fans, 
big um, Mountain Tiger football fan. I did not actually attend Washington High School as my parents were both teachers. So one of my parents was a calculus teacher. My father, he taught at one of the local colleges called Jackson High School. And then my mother taught um, algebra and geometry at Washington High School, there where the Maslin Tigers are. And so we went to a small suburb school outside of Maslin um, called Tesla High School. And so um, definitely a, a diehard football fan. <laughs> so describe this to the audience, because, you know, if, if you haven't watched Friday Night Lights, like the TV show at all, it might be tough to get your head around. But isn't it true that every baby boy born in Maslin is given a like a little tiger or something like that? They are given a tiger football, a football with a tiger emblem on it. Tiger football. So I know Maslin from my high school days. My high school went in as the fourth rated team in the state and they were the seventh rated team in the state. We went in there. There were like tigers painted on houses and stuff. We got our asses handed to us. And it was a very long bus ride home back to Toledo. So yeah, it's a hardcore place. And still when I hear that song Shout, which they play every time they kick off, I get the shakes 25 years later. All right, so grew up in Maslin. Well, the Shout sibling. Lady was one of my mom's best friends. <laughs> really? Well. If you ever saw the Shout Lady that did the Shout song at the football games, she was actually the librarian at the high school. <laughs> well, she wreaked all kinds of havoc on my life. So um, tell that librarian thanks for that. All right, so siblings that you grew up with, with the teachers, or? I am a middle child. So I have an older brother, um, two years older. His name is Dave, and he's an accountant. And then I have a younger brother who's five years junior to me, and he is an artist, a hairdresser, and a kite surfing instructor in Florida. So Ohio girl ends up, what, falls in love, gets married, has a beautiful daughter, and then moves to Charlotte? Is that the deal? Oh, yeah, pretty much. We moved to Charlotte just as our one and only was heading into high school. So I was not a very popular mom at that point. But luckily, it all turned out very well. And um, she's made a lot of good friends and is attending college now at the University of North Carolina here in Charlotte. That's great. And your husband, Steve, has been your husband, Steve, for how long? 28 years this coming Saturday. (laughs) Poor guy, right? (laughs) Congratulations to both of you. That's a long time. Good for you. So what do you guys do for fun? I know, uh, you know, Sam's, Sam's still there in town, um, but in college and, and kind of on her way to adulthood. So what do you and Steve do for fun? Uh, we love to travel and whether that's travel to see family or it's just, you know, long weekend trips. Um, the great thing about being in the Carolinas is, you know, you're close to the beach, you're close to the mountains. We do like to hike. We like to walk. We like to bike. And we love to attend live sporting events. Have you transferred your allegiance from the teams in Ohio to those in the Carolinas or? No. <laughs> That's good. That was kind of a test question for you, Monica. So go Bucks. Yes. <laughs> Is it Cleveland sports across the board for you professionally? Professionally, yes, but love college football better. So one of the things I was excited about having you on the Getting to Know podcast was uh, your Buckeye fandom after having a graduate of the, the team up north and Paul DeSantis on a recent podcast. So it's good to get the, the, the world in balance again. So talk to me, Monica, about um, your early observations of Nina. What are the, the things that you would identify as our, our greatest strengths um, just a couple months in? Um, I think I'm super excited about a lot of the change that's underway. I think with, you know, Julie being the new leader, with you joining the organization, Paul being new, 
balanced with the tenure and the historical legacy knowledge that some of the other leaders on the team bring. It's really nice to be part of an organization that seems very open to change and ready to run and go. What have you run into that you look at and go, okay, this is a challenge that I'm ready to go sink my teeth into, but here's a big opportunity. Is there any anything or a couple of things that come to mind? I think there's always a lot of opportunity. I guess the the one big thing that I'm really looking forward to is us being able to bring the whole Oracle Talent Connect piece to life and really show the organization how that can transform the way we work and the way HR business partners can support the business. Absolutely. I think I think there's huge opportunities and it seems to be a hunger for you know everything that's kind of talent and performance management related. So as you think about what a great HR partner should be, what first comes to mind? Um, I think two things. I think the first thing is, is someone that is open-minded and then somebody who can come with a point of view is not, you know, hung up on the fact that it has to be, you know, your way. So I think it is bringing some experiences, bringing different opinions and thoughts, and then having that conversation with the leader or the partners to come up with a good outcome. So what sucks most about being in HR, in your opinion? I got my own opinions. Well, what sucks most is um, letting people go who have done nothing wrong. And so I think in times of reductions in volume, pandemics, and other things that impact our businesses on a day-to-day basis, I think it is um, sending good talent out the door to no fault of their own. Yeah, completely agree with that. And, and not, not that it's ever fun to send people home, but at least if it's a performance issue and you've had those conversations, you can feel better about it. And a lot of times really are probably doing everybody a favor there. It's those situations you're describing that are, that are difficult. I would, I would agree. Talk to me about the most challenging thing that you've run into as an HR leader. I think the most challenging in my career, oh, I have two of them. The first one is um, the commercial printer that I worked for back in Ohio, my first HR job. We were that company that was, you know, 53 years in business, lots of family members working there, and then a quick decision to shut down a union facility with no war notice. And that was extremely difficult to um, try to manage through that and explain to people that there wasn't any time for us to to give proper notice. And um, so that was very difficult. And then most recently, I would say, um, in the role with Husqvarna, I was leading the North America operations along with Jeff Holler, who was the president for the North America business. And unexpectedly, he passed um, from a heart attack right in the middle of our Craftsman brand being sold off to Stanley Black & Decker, collapsing a division, and several other key um, um, reorgan restructuring events that were going on. Yeah, I mean, it's tough from a business standpoint, tough from a personal standpoint, and a great great leader and great guy. So I expected that might be toward the top of your list, if not at the top of your list. Talk to me about a day in the life today for you versus a day in the life during a time where there's not a global pandemic. Yeah, that's a good one. So been in HR for many, many sleeps. And I would say that um, from March, what would we say, March 15th? Until present day, I would say that on any given day, I could get anywhere from zero to 10 calls relative to COVID situations, COVID cases, what are our protocols, what action plans are we following, just connecting with, you know, HR team, mill managers to make sure that we are 
consistently applying our, our protocols and action plans and then continuing to review them on a regular basis. So that is a pretty big distraction, I think, for myself, um, for Jason Free, and for the team. But I do think that, you know, because we have a lot of support from the senior leadership team, um, Missy and her team, that, that we are able to still continue to move the needle, just not quite as quickly as we would like to on other objectives. How comfortable are you that we've got the right protocols in place and the right process by which to go back and, and, and continually improve upon those as we learn more? I am comfortable that we have the right protocols and action plans in place today, but what I will say is that it's extremely important that we continue to have the regular meetings with the global you know, operations teams and the HR business partners, as well as the external network that we are using to make sure we're staying up to date and current on it. We're continuing to learn new things every day, new symptoms that are popping up, new things about testing and the relevancy of testing. And so I think keeping um, an open mind that these are not permanent and that we can expect them to change at least every one to two weeks slightly. Um, and then we do seek buy-in from, um, from the global team to give input questions, concerns, and then we follow back up with some of the professionals, whether they're in a medical group or they're the Department of Health or, or folks on the leadership team. So I feel confident that we have the right cadence and the right, um, I guess, buy-in and support. From a communication standpoint, do you think people are getting access to, they understand the need, they're, they're, you know, they understand the, the, the risks and so forth? Yes, and I think what I hear from the, um, from the operations team is that the engagement of our employees, the support from our union leaders has been phenomenal in the regard that they know we are taking extra steps, we're putting things in place proactively, and that we are communicating with them on a regular basis as to what's going on and what's changing. I mean, do you see everything COVID related as almost a, a part of, of, of our safety initiatives or do you, do you look at it completely separate? I think it's intertwined with it, right? I mean, obviously, our key priority around safety is that we want to do everything we can to ensure that people are treated fairly, that they're taken care of, and that they go home in the same condition that they come to work. Um, I think that people know that we are um, empathetic and we are motivated to um, uh, stay on top of this and, and support them in a good way. And in return, we have people that are volunteering to cancel vacations if we're short manpower because of COVID situations. We still have some challenges with making sure that people, you know, wear their mask and do all of the things um, that are in place from a sanitization standpoint and so forth. But, but I feel like um, very, we're very happy with the support and engagement that we're getting out there. I've kind of felt that too, like people in this organization seem very eager to, to jump in and help and lend a hand, which I, I think is, you know, one of the great things about, about the organization. Speaking of which, what, so what gets you out of bed in the morning? What gets you most fired up to, I guess, not so much come to work, um, but to move to another part of your house to go to work? What gets the juices flowing for you? Um, well, first of all, that cup of coffee, <laughs> and then and then just the pure motivation of I love what I do. So when I get up, it doesn't feel like I'm going to work. It feels like I'm going to go do something that I'm really passionate about that I that I love to do, and to you know help people solve problems and to to balance the needs of our employees and the overall business. 
So Monica, I've got three more questions. They're the exact questions that we end every getting to know podcast with. Um, they, uh, I think are a good way to just kind of get to know some random things about people. So I'm going to go ahead and hit you with those three if you're ready. All right. So first right. and foremost, what is always in the Howe family fridge? <laughs> there is always cheese, lots of cheese. I love any kind of cheese that there is. Like and literally any kind of cheese, like like anything from fancy cheese much. to like craft singles? Well, I'm not a craft singles. I'm like, I like the, and not grated cheeses so much. I like the hard where you can cut it up with some crackers and, you know, some apples, fruit, glass of wine, whatever, whatever um, goes along with that. And then I also always have a bottle or two of the Starbucks cold brew. Is that the morning coffee go-to or is that later in the day? That's a later in the day. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> if needed. Gotcha. So second question, amongst those who know you well, what would you say that they would say you're most famous for? Probably most famous. I feel like I'm known as this supply chain operations girl, for lack of a better word. But I think um, probably for understanding everything about, we'll call it, operations as well as HR operations from the ground up. And then, you know, being able to be um, open to what outcome are we trying to drive to? And then what is the best, most efficient and most empathetic way to get there, I guess. That's great. And I will tell you, um, as your, your commentary about being uh, known as a very experienced ops and supply chain quote girl um you're the best i've ever worked with so couldn't be happier to have you but um that's probably what you're most famous for to me i wasn't sure if if that would rank at the top though so okay so last question what are you most looking forward to right this very moment monica getting the okay from you and others to get out to our locations and to see the operations, meet our employees face-to-face -face and really get to know the team, um, you know, in the environment and seeing our products um, as they're manufactured so that I can really connect the dots that aren't fully connected just yet. Yeah. You know, hopefully by the time this airs, we're just counting down the days before you're getting out of plane and getting out there and, and, and doing exactly what you just described. So well, Monica, look, I appreciate you taking the time today uh, with us on the Getting to Know podcast. I've enjoyed chatting with you. I'm sure the audience has enjoyed getting to know you a little bit better. And as I was saying, I can't be more thrilled to have you as part of the organization. You've already had a huge impact for us, and I know you'll continue to. So thank you for your precious time, not just today, but for everything that you're doing to help drive our agenda forward from a talent standpoint. And for those of you in the listening audience, thank you for joining us again today. Uh, we'll talk to you again in two more weeks. Thank you. Look forward to working with all of you.